From an undisclosed location somewhere in the Appalachia, this is The Extra Mundane with Max Ward. In 2014, a 70-year-old woman known as El Malicete came forward and gave an interview claiming that in 1964, a baby Bigfoot was left on the doorstep of her Louisiana swamp home. The woman claimed that she raised the adolescent Sasquatch over the next eight years before releasing him back into the wild. Her adopted child would often return afterwards, sometimes even bringing a Bigfoot friend along with him to meet Malicetti. Tonight, on The Extra Mundane, Miss Malicetti breaks her silence one final time to talk to Max about what it was like to deal with a moody teenage Bigfoot, the work ethics of the Sasquatch, and give us an update as to what she and her adopted son are up to now. But first, a word from this week's sponsor. You! Wanna buy a haunted doll? I bought this doll and turns out it's haunted and I don't want it anymore. I hear there are people out there that collect this kind of haunted stuff. Or, if you collect dolls and don't mind waking up in the middle of the night to find it sitting on your cheek with the box cutter and its little mittens, it is in basically mint condition, apart from the blood that drips out of its eyes and singe marks from when I put it in the oven to try and kill it. I tried throwing it out, but a day later it was in my daughter's crib again. There isn't a pull string, but it still talks. I don't speak backwards Latin, so I'm not sure what it's saying. Free, just come and get it. 345 Lincoln Avenue, Peoria, Illinois. It'll be locked up in a trunk in my front yard. Just, just take the trunk too. Welcome, you ogglers of the outlandish, you voyeurs of the vexing, you keepers of the kooky. This is the Extra Mundane with Max Ward. I am Max Ward. Tonight in the show, there's no other way I can put it. It's the woman who claims to have raised Bigfoot. Uh, she only goes by the letter L. She says her name is L. Malicetti. Uh, and she says that in 1964, she found a baby Bigfoot at her doorstep. And uh, we're, this is her first uh, interview since an article in 2014 uh, where she talks about raising a book foot. Welcome to the show, Elle. Well, hello. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. You do not give a lot of interviews. Well, I've, I've, I've never been on a podcast before. I've never even listened to a podcast before. So this is very exciting. Oh, well, I appreciate it. Are you comfortable? Are you, are you ready to tell your story? I, I am. I am ready to tell my story. Um, well, that's fantastic. Let's let's get right into it. So you claim that in 1964, in the swamps of Louisiana, where you live, you found a, a hairless baby Bigfoot at your doorstep. Yes, he was hairless at the, at the time. Yes, he was he was he was quite small, no bigger than a German shepherd. And um, he did, although the hair did grow very quickly. It did. Okay. So it wasn't hairless for long. No, I would say after, I would say after about two months together, he did oh. begin to grow very coarse black hair all over his, all over his body. Yes. Wow. And so do you think that it was bald from, from being born? Like babies are born without hair in their head or was it shaved? Do you, do you know where the hair, why it was hairless? I, I have to think that perhaps um, perhaps maybe it was his diet like maybe he was not oh. being wasn't getting the right nutrition. Did he look did he look um, sickly? I'm sorry, was it a he? We, we always assume Bigfoot is a male, but was it a he? It 
Yes, it's it was. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. We it was a he. I did eventually. I I did eventually name him Michael. Michael. Interesting. Yes. Why Michael? Where did, is that a family name? Where did that come from? Well, um, it is a family name. Uh, my grandfather and mm-hmm. my father, both Michael. Michael um, Malasetti, huh? That's right. Um, and I just I thought perhaps giving him a family name would make him feel a little bit more part of our family. And maybe he'd feel like maybe he could fit in a little bit better. That's really interesting. Did he take to you right away? Did he feel a familial bond with you? You know what? Um, It was like something in my life had been missing all that time. Oh, okay. Um, I hadn't been living in Louisiana very long. I had. Oh, I did not know. Okay. What, what yeah. made you move to, to all by yourself to the middle of nowhere in a swamp in Louisiana? <laughs> well, two things. One, mm-hmm. the divorce. And oh. two, uh, I had inherited the property. Oh, okay. Very interesting. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your divorce, even though it was. Oh, it was a, long, a time, long time ago. Quite a long time ago, but. <laughs> yeah. And so you, you, you decided to become your, your own woman, a self-sufficient woman and move and move to this property you inherited. How long were you there before yes. the Bigfoot uh, arrived? Well, uh, I would say it wasn't long, actually. It was like it was meant to be. I'd only really, I barely unpacked. I'd only been there a oh. couple of days when I heard this sort of, uh, it was something between a cry and something between a growl. Oh, okay. Can, can you do an impersonation? The... Can you, can you give us a sound of what I it... can't. It was, okay, it was please. A, like a little... That did that scare you? That sounds unnerving. It was terrifying. Oh, I, I thought it was perhaps a gang of cats. I don't know if you've ever met swamp cats. I, I've never, never met a swamp cat. They can be very aggressive. Wow. Okay. Are they the same size as normal cats, or are they bigger down there? They're bigger because the rats are bigger. Oh, that makes sense. That yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. And so you you think you hear cats outside, swamp cats outside. Yes. And so you go out and, and what do you think you see at first? Well, uh, I saw this, like I said, he was about the size of a German shepherd. Okay, Hairless. so big big for a baby. If you, if you, did you think it was a baby right. left at your doorstep Not at first? Not big for a big foot. He did get a, a fully grown. He was about seven or eight, about eight feet oh oh wow Maybe okay yeah, that eight is feet. yes yes but as a baby he was only the size of a german shepherd so he had a long way to go did you think it was a, a human when you first saw because you wouldn't you would think if it was covered in hair you'd be like oh that might be a bigfoot but a naked sure. bigfoot what did you think it was well he was wearing um what's that that gas station Texaco. He was yeah, wearing like tex- a Texaco t-shirt. That is so no weird. Pants. No pants, but a Texaco. T- okay. That that's interesting. Do you, so he was interacting with you like, cause nobody knows when it, with your one, the one interview you gave, you said maybe he was abandoned. Maybe his parents had died. How do you think he arrived at your, at your doorstep? I believe he was left. I believe he was left there. By his Bigfoot or parents? Or? Okay. Uh, you know, but, I, 
he he doesn't have any mem he didn't have any memories what he he couldn't communicate to me who had left him but it was obviously <sighs> someone who had dressed him at least yeah. the top half at least the top half wow and so yeah. at what point were you, did you realize it was not a human that was at your doorstep well uh it was the largest baby i've ever seen and i've seen a lot of babies a lot I've of big babies a lot of babies oh okay yes uh my sister's baby was 13 pounds when he was born now can you imagine wow i, I cannot 13 pounds i would say that michael was at least 20 maybe 25 pounds wow okay. and so that's a large baby Yes. And so yeah. did they you don't make diapers in that size, you know, did you have to make your own, di his own diapers for him? Well, I'm very environmentally conscious. So oh. I was always using, uh, you know, cloth diapers. We, I decided very A early smart. on to go with cloth diapers. You yes. seem very, um, I had literally. to get an extra washing machine just oh. for the diapers. Mm -hmm. So you really took to it, right? Did you instantly just, bring him inside and say you I am taking care of you now or well it was it was cold it was raining oh, and okay, okay. I knew that in just a, a thin t-shirt like that he wasn't going to you know survive the right. night so I did bring him in yeah and what happened in those first few weeks I mean you you claim to have raised him for eight years how did it start well um the first thing that we did was, um, like I said, we had to get him some food. As right. it turns out, big, big feet. Uh, mm -hmm. As I as I told, there are there are more than there is more than one out there. So Michael's There's not more the than one. Oh, okay. Well, let well, yeah, okay. So yeah, we'll start. We can go back. Yeah, uh, but uh, big feet. Uh, they are vegetarian. Uh, he really, huh. I used to grow fresh tomatoes, you know. And he, uh, would, he would eat the year. tomatoes. He loved tomatoes right off the vine. Really? Mm -hmm. Now, I, do you think, are you a vegetarian? You know, I was not, but uh, but after a couple years of, of Michael sort of, you know, looking at me with those soulful eyes oh, across yeah, the dinner table, I, 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 I just, I couldn't eat I had to, I put my burger down. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. pushed the plate away from me and I said, no more. Well, I had, I just suddenly had the image. I never pictured a Bigfoot sitting at a dinner table, like a civilized, like oh, yes. sitting, really? Mm -hmm. Oh yes, he could use a fork and knife. Oh, I would wow. say his table manners were no worse than mine. And how are your table manners? Well, I, I don't think I, I, I don't think I, I'm read. I wouldn't be invited to a debutante ball if you know what I'm saying, but I, I can get by, you know? Okay. I so, slurp a little when I drink, when I eat soup, I've been told. In, in Japan, that's a, that's a sign of a good meal, I believe. So that's oh, it. That's so. I, well, that's what I'm told. I've never, I've never traveled there, but I'm told that, that that's a, a sign of respect to the chef. Oh, well, well, isn't that wonderful? So what was your, cryptozoological knowledge up to this point have you did you know that this was a bigfoot when you saw it or were you did it take you all to kind of figure out what was going on did you 
Well, uh, certainly when I brought him to the pediatrician for the first time. Okay. There were so, some questions. I bet there were. So what happened? When, when did you... Well, you live in the middle of nowhere, so I assume you, you load him up in the truck and, and took him into town? Yes. Is that okay? And I what? did. Took him into town. Uh, took him to see Dr. Bonacoven, who Dr. was Bonac the okay. only, only pediatrician uh, within a 30-mile radius. Mm -hmm. And the first thing he said to me was, I think, I think you, honey, I think you've got a Bigfoot on your hands. Wow. Okay. So that's really, so Dr. Bonacoven instantly realized that this was, this was not uh, of the, it, a bipede, it was a bipede, but not a human. That's right. Well, it wow. was not his first Bigfoot. He'd actually delivered a Bigfoot in 19, uh, a couple years earlier, 1965. So the pediatrician delivered a Bigfoot. Not, not a vet. That's right. He was the pediatrician and the OBGYN, the only one for, at least 30 miles. In small towns, everybody has double duty. That's just the way, that's uh, yeah, true. that's, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 wanna, I wanna talk about your story, but this Dr. Bonacoven, did he, how did he come to deliver a, another Bigfoot years before? Well, uh, I, you know, I wasn't there, but I'm told he was camping. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, heard some, some unusual sounds, some moaning and some, mm -hmm, mm -hmm some barking in the distance. Similar to what you probably heard. Right, but you know, but deeper, you oh, know, an okay, adult okay. sound. Yeah. And uh, when he investigated, it turns out there was a to, full to term big Bigfoot, a female Bigfoot who wow. was in labor. But I, now he's told this story. I wasn't, again, I wasn't there, but I've heard right, right. it at parties. And the ba the Bigfoot baby was breached. That's when the, the <gasps> paws, the foot paws are sticking out when the head should be down. But And for how like, big the feet are, I mean. Yes. I mean, they don't call them big feet for nothing. So this can be very dangerous. And so he had to deliver a Bigfoot. Wow. It seems baby. like your community talks about that Bigfoot is just part of the whole community that everybody sort of had some sort of encounter. Oh, yes. Um, there's a, you know, uh, there's a Bigfoot museum. Oh, okay. Town. And uh, I, I actually, despite the community's acceptance of Bigfoot, I mm -hmm. really tried to make sure that Michael's upbringing was as normal as possible. So that he did, never felt singled out. That was one of my main questions. Did you raise him to believe he was a child, a, a human child, or did you raise him as a Bigfoot, at least at the outset? Well, I, you know, again, I, I wanted him to fit in, but I also mm -hmm. wanted him to love who he really was. Oh, and so we beautiful. never tried to, I, 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 we never tried to hide who he was. Obviously, not everyone in the community was comfortable with that. But you know, wow. so even though everybody knew that that this this group of of Bigfoot lived in the area, people were still not comfortable with it. Yes, there were people uh, when he first going to preschool was it was certainly. You said, okay, see, I guess I pictured you just keeping him inside. You you kept him in. You're in the middle of nowhere. I just thought you just homeschooled well, him at least. 
Well, there was a there was a nice a nice young woman named Miranda. Uh, mm-hmm. She was, you know, we'd hop in the truck in the morning. He only went a couple days a week. I just, I thought it'd be good for him to socialize with some of the other children in the community. Sure. And it gave me a little time to put my feet up, get a little laundry done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Bigfoot goes through a lot of clothes, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Wait, Very what? rambunctious. Was he, uh, you say rambunctious. I want to say feral or violent was was he like that oh, was michael no oh. no michael was the gentlest i mean he you know we did have a problem with biting well it, a lot of children go it, through biting phases yes um his canines were very sharp but oh, we I'm... did get that under control but otherwise he was quite gentle how do you discipline a a uh, a child bigfoot he must be immensely strong Yes. Well, when he gets angry, the, uh, the first thing you do is run. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You run and hide behind something large. He's, they're very, he's, he was very bright, but he had no object permanence. So you just kind of let him so, wear himself out, throw a temper yeah. tantrum. Okay. Yes. And then when he would calm down, then you would come out. I would come out from behind. Usually I would, I would hide I would hide behind the trash cans around the side of the house. Mm-hmm. And then when he would calm down, you come out from behind the trash can. And, and then we could take a couple of deep breaths and sort of decompress. So that's a, that's a good tip for anybody, any, any Sasquatch hunters out there. If they encounter Sasquatch and, and the, the, the beast is angry, they should, they should cover themselves in a blanket or, or hide themselves in some way. And, oh, yes. And- hide yourself. They will not know that you're there. Wow, that's really interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you kept, I don't want to say kept, but you had him for eight eight years, but you're saying that lot, there were lots of Bigfoots in the area, but did you know, did you try to give him back? Did you try to refine his parents? I, I, there, there were, the, the Bigfoot community is very elusive. So famously so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I did, we did make a couple of trips out to some known Bigfoot locations. Mm-hmm. Um, I always went by myself. I never wanted him to experience any kind of rejection. Oh, of course. You know, in case I thought maybe they see, they see a kid, you know, six feet tall wearing you know overalls but he's a so that's how he, he, he dressed know. in overalls oh well you had to put pants on him because at a certain point people would stare you know oh, what i mean yeah 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 that's it's so loving of you that you just accepted him as as your own child and that you took care of him and it, you said in your article that um you even helped teach him while well, he went to preschool so how did that he work did. how long did that last well, he, so he aged, the re, we were together for eight years. His, you know, maturity cycle, I would say was accelerated. You know, most, okay. ch- you know, most children reach puberty around somewhere between 12 and 14 or mm-hmm. so. And he reached puberty around set, uh, six. Oh no. Okay. Six. And so you had a teenage Bigfoot on your hands. I had a teenage Bigfoot. So we had oh. a few years of those, you know, cuddly ch- child years. And then mm-hmm. he was a sullen, moody Bigfoot oh, teenager. No. 
quite about you know five six years into our time together and what was what was that like because he you said he could communicate how did how did he uh, was did he want to go back to the wild what what was his moods like those sullen moods how was he I think he was curious about where he came from. Um, that was around the time where sometimes he would disappear at night and oh. we'd have a lot of fights about curfew. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think he was curious about where he came from. Uh, Do you know where he went when he went, when he would go places at night? You know, mostly, mostly down to the docks. You know, he'd go down to the docks and just contemplate, I think. Wow, he, he, he does sound like he could or could not. I'm sorry. He couldn't drive. Oh, could not. You okay, know, okay. Yeah. Human cars are pretty tiny. Mm-hmm. And so, and I just, I had, a, I, you know, I had a very small hatchback. Uh, okay. And so usually with, with, when we go into trips, we, I would just pop open the trunk and he would just kind of <laughs> nestle inside with his head sticking out the top. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what was his communication like? Cause I heard that you did teach him some English. What were like, like, it sounds like his mood, you could tell his emotions very well, but what was he like as a, yes. as a talker? Well, we, yes, we certainly had a, a silent way of communicating. Um, so he, we got to the point where we were able to read each other's moods very well. Oh. And uh, he, you know, he could say things like uh, tomato, you know, that was one of his favorite oh. words. His favorite food, you know? I get it, yeah. Yeah, um, and, you know, uh, ouch. Ouch, oh no, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and- uh, What did he call you? He, he, he did call me mama. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yes, it's, Michael was a gift. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. But he was in, my son in every sense of the word. Oh, and so, but like all all children, they must be set free. They must they must move on. And it, it seems like around 1972, he started go, heading back into the into the swamps more and more. He and, did. He yeah. he. Um, as it turns out, um, unbeknownst to me, there was actually a pretty small up and coming you know, sort of, I don't want to call them hippies. Oh, oh humans. There was okay, a, yeah. There was a, 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 yeah, there was like something of a, one of those, you know, uh, intentional living kind of communes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, and, okay. And there were actually, there was actually another, another Bigfoot living with that intentional community. Oh, see, when I- were each other's age. This is this is because in the article you're very vague about where he went. I thought he joined his Bigfoot family again, but you're saying he joined a group of of humans uh, living off the land. Well, it was like a human, a Bigfoot mixed community. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, because you said there was one more. Yeah. How did you find? Did you did he sneak off and did you follow him or or did he tell you that this was happening? Yeah, I think it was one of those canal parties have you have you been to a canal party before i'm sorry i'm not familiar with a canal party yeah well the kids that's something the kids like to do and and um you know they he he at that point he was 
while he couldn't drive, he did take some very long walks at night as he got older mm-hmm. and a little more responsibility. Uh, he had a he had a job at Pizza what, what Hut. Was... At Pizza and Hut, had a little spending money. What so did he? he what like, I, wait? <laughs> what did he do at Pizza Hut? Uh, he he mainly uh, prepared the pizzas. He was he was a line cook. That doesn't seem. Was he a sanitary? I, I'm sorry. I am. Well, I am judging I, him, know, and I it apologize. Was, it's we all. It was something we all had to discuss. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, it was the '70s, and they just they just. He sort of, I wouldn't call it a full hairnet over his body, but he did wear multiple hairnets okay. to sort of contain. Rain it in. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm remembering that Pizza Hut actually had a Bigfoot pizza at one point in time. Does that have anything to do with Michael? Oh, you're, or- confused. you're confusing that with Little Caesars. Oh, well, Little Caesars had the Bigfoot pizza. Yeah, okay, that, okay, I apologize. In the city. Okay. Uh, you know, he whenever somebody mentioned that Little Caesars pizza, he always got a little sullen about it. Oh, he didn't like that they did that. No, he didn't like oh. that. No. Okay, so he's he's working at Bigfoot. He's got some working at Bigfoot. I apologize again. Working at Pizza Hut. Yeah. Got a little spending money. He's grown, he getting it probably around college age for him, and and he's ready to mm-hmm. to kind of start his life. He wanted I, to be with people his people and and i think he wanted to be it was a time of separation for us he wanted to be with people and um and uh, other as it turns out other big feet of his own age i that i mean that makes sense it must have been a little heartbreaking is there was there something that happened between the two of you 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 said that um it it was a hard time for both of you it was a hard time because i thought we were going to have more time together i wasn't Mm -hmm. You know, the accelerated aging process was really difficult on me. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was still trying to treat him, I think. Uh, I think he thought I was still treating him a bit like a like a, a baby Bigfoot. Oh, and he yeah. wanted to be a, a grown Bigfoot. And while I gave him a lot of freedom, I was, of course, very worried uh, about him all the time. Mm-hmm. And so we had a lot of fights about that. And I think uh, at one point he... He had decided he was going to move in with the, with the hippies. Oh, yeah. And were you were you okay with that? Did you? I mean, it hurt, but did you let no. him go? Or, oh. oh no, there was a lot of, a lot of fights. Oh, and did you still that. have to hide under the uh, behind something, or or did he learn from then? He, you know, he had gotten his emotions a little bit more in check at okay. that point. I think maybe I was the one who was out of control. Oh no. By then, yes, it was hard to. It's hard to let go. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he moved in with this commune uh, mm-hmm. I, and then but y- you say in your article that he came back at least one time with a friend. Well, he with a Bigfoot did. friend, not not one of the hip- well, maybe one of the hippies. You tell me. I don't know. Yes. Well, you know, as it turns out, the young people were not very compatible as a commune, as a as a as a as a living situation. Oh, you know, you had a bunch of people who really enjoyed having a groovy time. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. Like doing dishes. That's the thing. They all want to be free. That. Yeah, I yes. get it. Yeah. Nobody wanted to do any housework. And so my poor Michael, who had been taught very well about housework, was yes. he was starting to feel like he was taking care of all these people. <sighs> oh. Because they weren't 
doing anything and he didn't want to live like that. And so he and, uh, you know, uh, we ended up calling her uh, Marcy. Oh, Mar- Marcy and Michael. Okay. Marcy and Michael. And Wait, they this- decided mm-hmm. to leave. And was it, I, I, I have to ask, was this a romantic relationship between Marcy and Michael? You know, I think they, they started out as friends. Mm-hmm. As can it was happen. a very will they, won't they situation. <laughs> of course. And I think that once the stress of living with all those other, you know, pe- all those uh-huh. other people was people not more a, uncivilized issue. than they did now. Uncivilized, yeah. messy. Did, did Michael not respect anyone? The the roommate, their boundaries of their roommates. No. Mm-hmm. Did Michael teach Marcy? how to be more, did he Im- take the lessons that you put on him and, and help, I don't want to say civilize her, but teach her that there are, that humans have other ways than just a, a commune of old hippies. Oh yes. Well, she had grown up exclusively in the swamps. Okay. By Bigfoot or by herself? Uh, she had lived with an aunt. Okay. And uh, they lived together in the swamps. So yes, it, she was, she'd come more from a, a Bigfoot living situation. Oh, okay. And Sounds like she had a rough childhood like as well. Oh. Well, she, I think her and her aunt did the best they could. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's only so much, uh, there's only so much you can do living in a swamp. You know, there's yeah, not a lot yeah. of entertainment. Um, there's not a lot of, libraries in the swamp so you know yeah she, there was a lot of things for her to learn about so she she, she lived swamp. with a a bigfoot ant i assume yes and then moved in with humans and that's how she learned about human culture yes and then he brought her to you one night and so how how did did you accept her as as you accepted michael or were you oh of course mm-hmm. i knew anybody that michael was going to put his faith in that was somebody that, and that what was she I like? Was going to love too. She, you know, she was a. It brought me back to my early days with Michael. She was a little wild at first. There was one night where Michael and I hid behind the garbage cans together. Wow, like old times. So like I, old times. How yeah. long did I? How long did they stay with you? You know, they stayed for about six weeks. Okay. Until uh, Michael was able to get transferred to another pizza hut wait i'm so sorry he he's been at the pizza hut this whole time well at that point he had he had reached he had become you know he'd reached management he was in good management for him mm-hmm. yeah wow okay so i i so i just assumed that they this is fascinating i just assumed that he was living in the wild that he returned to the wild but he was actually like moving up in human society oh yes i mean the, you, you there if, i tell you what if you have a complaint, because this was one of those pizza pizza huts with the restaurant inside. Yeah, those don't exist anymore. And, and, Much. And the, right. At the time, they were all over the place. If you have a complaint about your pizza, mm-hmm. nothing is going to, you know, make a squeaky wheel quit squeaking faster than to see an eight foot tall, hairy manager yeah. on duty come to your table 
Well, I, I, I think I'd be terrified. I'd retract my, yeah. uh, my complaint. Yeah. The, 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 there were hardly ever any complaints about Pizza Hut. So how was the community? It's Bigfoot is not, is, is an elusive creature. How was this community reacting to the fact that there was a Bigfoot just working among them? Did they know that's what it was or did they think it was just one of the hairy hippies? You know, it was the 70s, and I mm-hmm. think that a lot of people just kind of thought it was a lifestyle choice. Interesting. Yeah. You, can... you know, long hair and all that. And so he was transferred. Where did where did they he go? They go? Did they go together? You know, they decided that they wanted to be closer to the beach. So they went, they, they ended up transferring out to, uh, to San Diego. San, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So... That, and that's the so thing. Open from... up a new Pizza Hut. It was wow. like a Pizza Hut and a roller rink. <gasps> wow! Together was this and his idea? Was... Did he come up with this idea? It, he was instrumental in. Uh, he always believed that there were two things. And again, this was the seventies, mind mm-hmm. you. There were two things that the kids wanted on a Friday night, and that was pizza and roller skating. Absolutely. And so he, it was it was something that he was very passionate about. And, uh, you know, uh, so they sent so he transferred out to San Diego to yeah. open up his dream pizza hut with a roller rink attached. Yeah, I guess I guess roller skating in, in Louisiana in a swamp is not as California's a it's roller skating very culture. Muggy. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Uh, it's very muggy. There's a you know, uh, so it's. It's not as, yeah, it's, it's not as popular. And I, I mean, everybody was roller skating in the seventies, but a roller rink right. in the middle of nowhere. California was hot at that time. Seem, I mean, like that was yeah. where people wanted to be. You wanted to move yes. to California. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. He really wanted a fresh start. I think. Did he keep in contact with you right after that? How oh, did San yes. Diego react to a big, was it the similar situation? They just thought it was a lifestyle choice. I, I tell you what, uh, while the, you know, uh, the roller rink Pizza Hut is no longer open um, oh, oh, at no. the time. Yeah, well, you know, in roller skating had a had a, a moment. A pe- it did, yeah. And then it kind of declined. Uh, but he was, uh, you know, it was the hot spot for a little while there, a couple of years there. Wow. So everybody knew about Michael. Did he come he home after over. after it closed down? I, I'm so sorry that he lost his business. You know, I think we all go through peaks and valleys in life. Absolutely. And I yeah. think Michael was very disappointed to lose the roller skating rink. But at that time, he and Marcy had a had a couple little big feet of their own. <gasps> That's great to hear. Congratulations to yeah. them. Yes. They had they had three. Oh. Yeah. That's wonderful. All and at did, once. She had a whole litter. Oh, oh, they have litters. Oh, I yeah. didn't know. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So did they return to the swamp to, to raise their child? Like some might, might return to their hometown to start a family? Yeah, it was, it all kind of coincided pretty uh, nicely. Uh, the roller skating rink was on the decline. He sold mm-hmm. it. It's a Starbucks now. Oh, uh, well, at least he sold it and it didn't, he didn't just yeah. lose everything. Yeah. Well, he, I think he's, Probably well, he you know it had been franchised at that oh, point. Okay, and so he sold it. He did very uh, well for himself. Yeah, well, you know, Michael was a real go getter. He's always been a real go getter. Mm-hmm. 
And so they came back for a short time, but I just, I think that at that time they really wanted, you know, now that they had little big feet of their own there, mm-hmm. Michael was really at that time eager to find out more about where he came from. Oh, okay. And did he find out? Have you, do you know? Well, um, so they met, they took a lot of trips, you know. Now, where were they, were they staying in the swamps or were they really branching out everywhere? Because Big Feet are. They went. Sighted everywhere. They're sighted in the Pacific Northwest and in uh, in Georgia and Florida. Yeah. So they, they, uh, they went out to, they went out to the swamps. They went out to. They did go up to, they spent some time in Oregon, you know, Okay. try and see the Bigfoot community there. And, um, and then they ended up in, they ended up in Appalachia. Oh, okay. Where he was able to find some very distant relatives. Uh, Sadly, he never found out what happened to his parents. Oh, Uh, but how, how did they? I, I don't want to say it was it a DNA test, but how did he know? Is it a is it a pheromone thing that he knew that he was related it's a to them? Scent, yeah, okay, it's a yeah, scent, yeah. Like you, uh, big feet that are from the same line, they uh, they can kind of smell. They have a particular smell. Okay, okay. And so when they when they stepped onto the trail and and the the and encountered the big feet in that community, uh, his, you know, his great uncle twice removed stepped out Mm -hmm. from behind a tree and they just they took a deep whiff of each other and they knew they they just knew wow yeah now i i live in the appalachia as well and i i have trap cameras set up and i've been trying to capture a sighting of a bigfoot since i moved here and how did he how do they know to find one another is that is that it is that the, that barking noise that they make or how do they? Yes. Well, there's, you know, they, they, sometimes they communicate by the barking. Okay. Um, there are also some known tra- like trails, uh, Bigfoot trails that oh. uh, Bigfoot are likely to, to, to navigate that uh, most human beings, you know, aren't even aware of, or are perhaps a little too afraid to venture that deep into off trail. Oh, okay. That's really, okay. I'll need to, that's really interesting. So you are about 75 years old now. You said that you've, you've moved out of the swamp. You're, you're in a more urban area now. Do they, can can they still visit? Uh, Do do you still keep in touch? Oh, yes. Um, Well, of course the kids are all, they're all grown. They've had their own children. Oh, (laughs) Uh. I'm not really sure about the lifespan of of a big feet, but uh, but many of the uh, just, uh, you know the relatives in in Michael's community are several hundred years old, so wow. they'll far outlive me. But, so have you uh, met them? Do... Like, are they? Has he? Because they're very weary of humans. Has Michael like vouched for you and allowed? And have they had family reunions with you there? I have been fortunate to attend uh, a Bigfoot birthday or two. Oh, wow, what's um, that like? Actually, it it's it's I got it's quite a party. Uh, the food is is um, uh, incredible. And, they can really they're good cooks. Oh yes, well they become like I said they're vegetarians uh, yeah. and they've become very good at making the most of all of the flora and fauna located oh, in the okay, area. Yeah. 
And uh, last time, I actually, I got everybody's sizes. It wasn't easy, but I made t-shirts for everyone. That's great. What did they, was it like a funny little t-shirt that people wore? Yeah, it just, you know, it, it just said, uh, it said Maury's birthday. Maury? Because it was Maury's birthday. It was okay. his 190th birthday. Wow. And then I had like a big a silhouette of a big foot on it. I don't know that they ended up wearing the t-shirts, but they were very appreciative. Oh, well, that's not, yeah. Well, it's, yeah. See, he showed up on your doorstep in a, in a shirt. So it seems like they, they enjoy tops at least. Sometimes they don't like bottoms, but they do sometimes wear tops. You're right. I should be a little more optimistic. Uh, it's possible that in the cold winter months, they might at least put the top half on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what... Uh, the, it's a weird question, and I, I don't want to impose, I don't like hustling people for contacts in the world of the paranormal, but if I asked you if Michael or, 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 or uh, Miranda, Miranda, <laughs> was that his wife's name? I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's, it's Marcy. Marcy. I apologize. Michael, Marcy, Maury. Would, do you think any one of them they would- They love the M names. They All really do. Names. Yeah. Would any one of the and you're but you're naming them, so are they just agreeing to the name? Uh, if you say, do you want to be well, called? Maury was already named Maury, you know. Oh, that he was. was. His chosen name, yeah. They choose. They choose human names. Well, he Maury did. He's a oh. he's a bit of a wild card. Okay. Well, you've been around two hundred years. I mean. Yeah, he's a he's a real he's a real jokester. <laughs> what what does he like? Practical jokes. What does he do? He loves practical jokes. You can't, you know, you can't, you can't, you got to be on your toes when you're around more. I feel like a, a Bigfoot will, practical joke would be kind of scary and, and possibly It's terrifying. Harmful. Have you ever been trying to use the bathroom in the woods I, and a I, nine foot tall, 190 year old, silver haired Bigfoot jumps out of the bushes and goes, ah! No, that's uh, never happened to me, and I don't. I don't it's, ever want it to. It's terrifying, but you have to laugh. He means well. He does. Okay, well that's good. Yeah. And so, uh, would you be able to possibly reach out to any of them and see if they would want to come on the show to talk to me? You know, I could ask. It couldn't hurt to ask. Um, they're very private. You know, obviously yeah i mean yeah they don't uh i think that michael had his taste of stardom when he was when he was running the roller rink in san diego mm -hmm. and i think that the fame localized as it was was a bit too much for him but i could oh, I, I could yeah. certainly ask well we'll we'll keep in contact after this maybe you you can reach out to them we'll see uh, i would i would love to talk with one of them uh but i don't want to diminish the conversation that we've had this has been a, a fascinating well this conversation. has been a delightful walk down memory lane i adore michael and i i just any excuse to talk about does, I, does he call you on the phone or how did or does he have to come like visit you well you know i got him a burner phone so he can't, so he does call me from time to time. That makes perfect sense. Absolutely. I just add minutes to it. The so you, you really are terrible. like, as much as he started his own family and kind of returned to his tribe, you really are still such a mother to him. And it's wonderful to see. It's been my greatest joy. Oh, I do have a quick question about your friend, Maggie. Now, your friend Maggie is the one who connected you with the original reporter that, that, told, that yes. you told your story to. And also with me, yes. Maggie connected us together. Are, are you okay with her constantly telling people that this happened? Because it seems like you're pretty private. Michael's pretty private. 
Yeah, well, you know, Maggie is, you know, Maggie is a, a, a bit of a, she's always been a bit of a wild woman. And mm-hmm. uh, she, what she said was, if you don't tell Michael's story, who will? You know, there's all oh, this, mm-hmm. I don't want to call it propaganda, but all this, I would say. Um, misinformation? Misin- yeah, misinformation yeah. about big what a big what life with bigfoot is really like okay and you know i just wanted i wanted the world to know how gentle and sweet and caring that michael and his family are which i think might surprise some people and and i think that's it surprises me it encouraged me yeah just to let people know that if you see a bigfoot if you open up your back door and there's a, a, a pantsless Bigfoot. Uh-huh. Consider, consider inviting him in because he might just change your life. Well, not just a baby Bigfoot, even an adult Bigfoot. If he's an, if an adult Bigfoot, if they're, if they're baring your teeth, don't let them in. Oh, okay. Okay. Hide behind something large. But if okay. they're, but they, but, but if they look, if they look like they're in a good mood, you can tell by the, the relaxed, the, the lips and the oh, eyebrows okay. are very relaxed. Then, yeah, invite, invite them in for a tomato sandwich. Wow. I, you have broken down so many walls and, and, and demolished so many stereotypes that we have had for, for almost 100 years of, of searching for Bigfoot that we thought we knew about them. I'm, and, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be able to to bring Michael's story to light. And how are you? I, I see you're actually wearing the Texaco t-shirt that you found, like I can see, I, like, yeah, I wasn't sure I if it was a, a replica or not, but it's it looks got, like. It, you know, I, I wore it for good luck. It's got, a, it's got a couple of holes in it at this point, mm-hmm. but I keep it for sentimental reasons and I wore it today for good luck. And it, uh, it was. idea. And so. so wear the Texaco shirt, mom, for good luck. Oh, he's a sweetheart. Yeah. So if you could just leave one more thing before, before we wrap this up, you, you came, you gave your interview five years ago. You said, I'm, I'm never going to give another interview again. Why did you come back on today? What do you, what's the last thing you want to say? Well, uh, I guess the last thing that I want to say is that um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of big feet out there who are, you know, uh, looking, they, there are some other children Bigfoot children out there who might be looking for a family. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, if take a risk, open your heart. I guess that's what I would say. It's open your heart. Um, Couldn't have said it any better myself. Elle, I really want to thank you for coming on the Extra Mundane. Thank you for having me. It's been delightful. And next time uh, Michael calls you, maybe you could just drop my name. Yeah, no pressure. No, I, I don't want to like uh, force you to do anything. If you don't feel comfortable, I understand. But uh, I, I, I certainly will. Okay. I certainly will. And take care of yourself as well. Well, thank you. You too, dear. All right. This has been the Extra Mundane with Max Ward. I am Max Ward. Ladies and gentlemen, please take care of yourselves. And we will talk to you next time. The Extra Mundane is a Champlify Media production, with Dan Kozu as Max Ward, Nicole Kemper as the woman who raised Bigfoot, voiceovers and audio support by Aaron Cahoe, and produced by Andrew Alonso.